see more innovation in packaging and processing at Pack Expo International than anywhere else in the world. It's the show that defines where the industry is headed, with the solutions that define where your business can go. Discover cutting-edge packaging technology, processing equipment, new materials, sustainable solutions, supply chain resources, and much, much more. You'll walk away with innovative solutions to challenges big and small. Register at PackExpoInternational.com. We once again interrupt our regular schedule of Unpacked with PMMI Podcasts, as these are anything but regular times. Hi, I'm Sean Riley. With the industry and our society completely in flux right now, we are trying to use every one of our channels at PMMI to do whatever we can to help everyone through these uncharted waters. Here we have Michael Sensky, President and CEO of Pearson Packaging, who offers a positive view on how Pearson has approached the crisis while also noting a few silver linings that could emerge after the dark clouds of COVID-19 pass us by. Welcome to the podcast, Mike, and thanks for taking time away from your busy day. Absolutely. Glad glad to be here. Great. Let's Let's jump right in. Did Pearson have a plan in place to deal with a crisis in general type situation, or how have you guys gotten through this so far? Well, we, we did have some business continuity plans in place. Most of those plans really dealt with physical damage to a facility or kind of extraordinary kind of physical situations. Uh, admittedly, we really didn't have a plan in place specifically for a pandemic but we're using bits and pieces of the other business continuity planning that we've done over the years and implemented them to to help us get through this this time. How, kind of going about, uh, just a little step back, how are you keeping your colleagues, your employees safe, as, as safe as possible during this pandemic? Well, um, you know, the first thing I think is we're trying to really limit, you know, those activities that are, or practices that are being recommended by the World Health Organization and the CDC. So we're trying to follow, uh, you know, the fact-based directives that those experts uh, in in their fields are are providing. You know, obviously, you know, it starts at at the very basic level of of having people, you know, self-report, you know, if they're feeling symptomatic and and encouraging people to to stay home. Frankly, that's a practice that I think all companies need, you know, outside of even this, this scenario, this specific scenario, probably need to do a better job of encouraging and people, you know, to, to make sure they're not coming to work when they're not feeling well. But, you know, again, it's it's just, you know, really encouraging people to engage in the appropriate social distancing, as, as I'm sure others have mentioned, making sure that they're practicing, you know, good hygiene. And then we're, we're trying to, to do some physical things in the building uh, that are also helping this, whether it be, uh, you know, kind of more uh, deep cleaning on a daily basis from our, our janitorial services crew, uh, make sure that they're disinfecting high touch areas. Um, you know, we're, we're using our, our facilities in a slightly different way. We're doing some shift staggering so that we don't have large concentrations of people that are in the same place at the same time, especially in the office environment. When people are in the office environment, we're trying to spread them out a little bit more than normal uh, and and just, you know, kind of following, you know, some of those kind of common sense practices that, that people have talked about. Does Pearson have the ability to to conduct virtual customer visits? Because I know travel is starting to be affected by this, obviously, or is has been affected by this. And do you have an ability for remote service calls, um, things like that? What what type of things have you guys implemented or already had going on that would help in this situation? 
Yeah, so so uh, Pearson Packaging Systems really, um, uh, you know, utilizes a lot of of remote, um, you know, meeting technology. You know, currently our platform is on Microsoft Teams, so we're encouraging people where there are plant closures or limitations, uh, you know, in our ability to uh, directly interact with our customers. We're having uh, our our salespeople, for example, use Microsoft Teams. Uh, very easy to use. Uh, it allows for audio, video, and and document sharing, which we found to be very powerful so far, and, and most customers have responded very well to that. Uh, so again, wherever there's limitations in travel, uh, we're really trying to engage with customers in that manner, uh, as, as opposed to face-to-face. -face. In terms of our install base and the equipment that we have in the field, all of our robotic systems, our robotic case packers, our robotic palletizing cells, all of those go out with hardware uh, or that allows remote access uh, as a standard part of the offering. It's not an option. All of that equipment goes out with the appropriate hardware to allow for uh, remote monitoring. And we offer it as an option on our other more traditional product lines. And so we are starting to really leverage that capability. We've noticed that certain customers who maybe were a little bit wary of, of remote access, uh, now that they found out that their equipment has that functionality standard, are allowing us and, and working through their IT departments to allow us to remotely access that equipment, which is helping us from a service uh, and a technical support and a troubleshooting perspective. And we're also having our service uh, organization really promote that capability to people that don't have it on their equipment, on their more traditional equipment, to allow us that, that ability to support them more proactively. And, and, and people are responding very favorably to that. Given, given the limitations that, that some of them are putting on having service technicians in their facilities. That's interesting. We've actually heard that from some others, that members that we've spoken to, that, that that's something that people have been, um, you know, a little wary of. And as this has evolved, this current situation, it is something that they've, out of necessity, have embraced and realized that it's it's actually something that that in the future will be very beneficial to them to have that remote monitoring available to them. Yeah, we're, we're, we're noticing the exact same thing. And honestly, if, if, if there's a silver lining uh, to the current cloud that's overhead, I mean, we're hopeful that, that this is going to open minds, um, you know, to remote access and alternative approaches to communicating with customers. You know, we, we, I, I think we all understand that, you know, we're in a very traditional, you know, kind of environment, you know, in the packaging machinery in industry. Historically, it hasn't adopted technology maybe as aggressively as, as other industries. Uh, and, and, and as a result, I'm, I'm really hopeful that this exercise, if, if, if some good can come out of it, I think it'll be the, the ability to come remotely connect with people, leverage technology, both uh, you know, in interacting with people and, and, and the machines themselves that are in customers' facilities. I think if that occurs, that would be uh, you know, tremendously positive, you know, not just for Pearson, but for our entire industry. Yeah, and that's, and that's exactly it. It's been a couple of times silver lining has kind of come up that it, one thing that may, again, has come out of this would be that people are realizing that that can, then can be a really good thing that people could take advantage of. Um, I guess beyond that, how, how else are you, is there any other additional ways that you're communicating with your customers just to let them know that, you know, we are up and running and everything is, you know, to the usual scale? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, we've received a lot We're we're trying to be proactive and, and call our key customers, um, you know, not just the customers that we have current projects on our 
in our two manufacturing facilities or or current service, you know, that we're working on out in the field, like with our service organization, we're reaching out to our good customers to make sure that, that they're well aware of, you know, the fact that we're open for business. You know, we are uh, being very, you know, proactive, uh, really, in every respect about supporting them. I mean, I think it's really important, you know, to note, and, and I think a lot of governmental agencies, this has been lost in this discussion. Our customers are, are really ensuring that the goods and services that we all need, not just in the United States, but globally, you know, are, are available to us when, when we need them. And so as a result, we've, we've really tried to engage with customers to ensure that, you know, that we're, we're traveling as we normally would. The only restrictions we have are into, you know, regions of the world that have a CDC level three health notice in place. Other than that, it's, it's really business as usual. We're trying to work around some of their own internal policies that might have, as we've already talked about. But at the end of the day, I mean, we, we feel, you know, just a, a significant obligation to our customers to help them, you know, through this time. We serve the food, beverage, personal care, pharma industries. And as, as you guys well know, some of those uh, you know, industries are are booming right now, and there's incredible demand, much higher demand than normal for their products and services. And so we're we're really doing everything in our power to make sure that we're there to help them meet their daily, weekly, monthly production needs uh, and continue to do so going forward. Perfect. That actually leads into one final question I had was, have you had to, because of, you know, these essential things that you guys deal with, have you had to prioritize any orders or any customers over other customers because they're essential products or essential customers? You know, at this point in time, no, we, we, we haven't. Um, you know, we, we're really fortunate this time that, that all of our customers have been very flexible in working with us. Our employees have been tremendously flexible and, and cooperative in this. And I think we're all working together to make sure that we don't have to make those types of decisions. So up to this point in time, it really has been business as usual. We're clearly having to take, you know, some precautions that maybe we otherwise wouldn't have had to take. In some cases, we're, we're working, you know, under some limitations that we otherwise wouldn't have had. But we haven't had those kinds of changes, you know, those kinds of choices, rather, where it's, it's either one or another. So far, we've been able to balance that. And frankly, we don't see that changing anytime soon. I think things would have to get much worse. There would have to be much greater restrictions on our ability to travel or our ability to conduct business, you know, before that would ever be the case. And we don't anticipate that's going to happen at all. And I think one of the, the other benefits is, is we have two different facilities. We have one in Spokane, Washington and in Richmond, Virginia. And as a result, we're able to really kind of, you know, shift and allocate the work, whether that's the physical work of building machines or whether it's technical support, whether it's parts and service uh, and responding to customers. We're able to really kind of leverage those two locations, I think, to the benefit of our customers. And that that has helped tremendously. That's, that's fantastic. And yeah, obviously having it on both coasts is going to be very helpful with dealing with it here in the U.S. and North America. You know, it's it's kind of interesting. It's I think the packaging machinery industry kind of you know flies under the radar, and whether that's Pearson Packaging System, any other you know any any other members of of the membership. You know, the fact of the matter is, is, you know, it's, it's ironic that even though, you know, most of our companies aren't household names, I, you know, I would just comment that I think it's fantastic how our industry is responding to this. Um, again, not just us, but every other manufacturer and uh, packaging machinery OEM. They're doing a wonderful job really keeping our customers up and running. And that's probably more important now than it's ever been. 
And I, I just think that it's just a testament, you know, to how well run a lot of these companies are. And, and, and I just really appreciate the whole industry working together to, to get through this. I, I couldn't agree more. And that's, that's a perfect way of summing up exactly what we're trying to get across. Um, we can't thank you enough for taking, you know, this time out of obviously what's a very busy time to help us out with this. Stay tuned for more podcasts with PMMI members as they share guidance to help navigate the COVID-19 pandemic in an effort to keep the industry strong and connected.